0: Welcome to Second Vision. How many of you have had a plan or a dream for your life that just didn't turn out the way you had hoped? Like the old Yiddish saying, man plans and God laughs? I know this to be true in my own life, because I came to Hollywood with a dream of becoming an actress and a host. But things changed for me along the way. I discovered that I had a condition called retinitis pigmentosa that would take part of my eyesight. And through many years of loss, I discovered that I could still have perfect vision, even with poor eyesight. And that's why I developed a system called Second Vision, in order to help you take a new, fresh look at your life, no matter what your circumstances, whether it's a job loss, financial loss, a health issue, a disability, whatever obstacle or roadblock is in your way, instead of standing there and banging your head against the wall and trying your same old plan that hasn't worked, you really need to take a new, fresh look and get the freedom and fulfillment that you so deserve. And this is why I created Second Vision.
1: Hello and welcome to Second Vision. How would you like to overcome just about any obstacle in your life? Well, if that's the case, stay tuned because I have an incredible guy with me today. His name is Rodney Flowers. He's an author of three multiple different best-selling books. His first was Get Up, I Can't, I Will. I did, and here's how, and he's going to tell us how he did it today. He has a remarkable story, and I'll save the story to have Rodney tell you himself, but Rodney is an expert at uh, life skills as a result of his experience. His book, Essential Assertions, has been recognized, and he's been featured on multimedia platforms, and I'm so thrilled that he's with us today, and I'm also happy to say that that we are co-authored together in the book, Unwavering Strength, which became an international bestseller, and the proceeds go to cancer, which is really wonderful. And, you know, Rodney has an amazing story. In 1993, he suffered a, an injury in football, which confined him to a wheelchair, but he is no longer confined to a wheelchair, and he's going to tell us how he rose up in the face of adversity. So welcome, Rodney. I'm so thrilled to have you with us today.
2: Thank you, thank you for having me. It's glad to, I'm glad to be here.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. So tell us. I, I was so fascinated by reading your story. Tell us what happened in 1993 that, that well, inspired you to write all these great books and, and motivate other people. <laughs>
2: well, you know, I was a typical teenager uh, at the age of 15, and I had aspirations of playing football, and I was really good at it, and uh, I wanted to go to the NFL. Of course, that was the dream. So I worked very hard at that, and. um You know, I was a starting tailback for a uh, high school football team in North Carolina. And, um, you know, I was uh, kicking off on the second half of my first game, my very first game of my sophomore year. And uh, we were kicking off the second half to begin the game, and um, I was, uh, you know, I hadn't scored yet. I hadn't uh, done anything spectacular or game-changing throughout the game, and you know, I was feeling feeling a little bad about that. So I wanted to make a play. I wanted to do something to help my team, although we were winning the game. But I, you know, I wanted to do something, you know, to to stand out, to 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 to, you know, show the world that I could play, and I hadn't done that. So, sure. My my objective as I was running down the field was to make this guy fumble the ball. So I ran down and I was running as fast as I can on the right side of the field during the kickoff. And I seen the tackle, the uh, the runner coming my my way, and so I lined up to make the tackle, and and I did. I hit this guy as hard as I could, you know. I was running at top speed, and then when I hit him, uh, I felt my body go limp. I kind of went down, and it felt like.
1: traumatic i I can't even imagine so so what was the actual diagnosis
2: so you know within 72 hours of that accident i was evaluated and tested and you know they determined that i had a spinal cord injury um and that i would never walk again and that you know this would be something that i had to deal with for the rest of my life i was going to be a quad, you know um but no no movement or extremities you know in my body uh for the rest of my life and there was nothing they could do you know, oh, they started thinking about you know whether or not they should you know perform surgery and things of that nature, and it was determined that they shouldn't perform surgery because there was so much swelling in my cord, and that the best thing that they could do was just allow the swelling to you know subside on its own. Um, but there was just no hopes; there was nothing that they really felt that they could do to to help me. So um, that was my prognosis.
1: So how did you deal with that initially? I mean, yeah, I'm sure you did. Reading your story, it sounds like you did this caterpillar to a butterfly thing, where you've now your life's purpose is helping other people, and we're going to tell everyone about that too. But I mean, at 15 years old, we're not very evolved. Yeah, I, so pretty,
2: it, I had to grow pretty fast. Yeah, had to grow pretty fast.
1: Absolutely. Like my yeah. minister once said to me, "You better grow some thick skin."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was when that's I was. The, that's the best yeah, I, I can can't describe. even
1: imagine.
2: It was just and your fam- I mean, you know. for your
1: family too.
2: Yeah, I mean, for all of us, it was life-changing. I mean, life was yeah. never the same after that, you know, from no, that accident. No, no. So it was something that we all had to cope with. Um, it was very difficult. I mean, I went from a being, being a very active kid, you know, with a way right. of life, to, you know, something like I hit a brick wall and, you know, dealing with, you know, having to have someone wait on you hand and foot. You know, all day. Oh every my day.
1: God, I can't even imagine. Just from having lost part of my eyesight, you know, a significant amount. I mean, that mm-hmm. frustrates me so much because I'm so independent. So when mm-hmm. when I'm forced into a situation like that, when people do have to wait on me at someone else's home, it's very frustrating for me. So I I can't even imagine, you know, being in a wheelchair, and and you know, getting that kind of news. So how did you how did you find the strength to I mean, you say you're walking now with braces. When did that happen?
2: Well, I mean, it happened several years after the fact. But the key, the pivotal pivotal moment of of this whole thing happened about a year later. The first year I was really mad at the world, just, you know, at at everything. You know, I felt like Mm -hmm. I had been given a raw deal. You know, God, you know, wasn't blessing me, you know. Absolutely, (laughs) the angry stage. uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once you get out of
1: the denial and the shock.
2: Well, it was more so just understanding that you know, being mad and and you know, being frustrated at the whole thing wasn't going to get me anywhere. Okay, I mean, no. I, I was lashing no. out no. at everyone that was trying to help me, and you know, after about a year of all of that frustration and bitterness, I seen that I was in the same place. I hadn't moved. Nothing had changed, and so I came to the realization that if anything was going to change, I was going to have to change it. And that's when everything
1: you had to, began change.
2: to change. That's right.
1: Yeah. Good you for know, you. And, so, so, and, and what did that entail?
2: Well, it, it it became you know looking within myself. You know, um, and, I mean, it's and one today. thing to change your
1: attitude, but it's another to have changed your physical, you know, uh, capabilities. And that's what it well, sounds like happened.
2: Well, yeah, but it it started with that. You know, that, that was Yes, of course, it always does. It happened. starts in our mind. Yeah, so uh, I had to come to the realization that I had to change, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to change my beliefs. I had to change the way I thought about myself. I had to change the way I looked at life. And as I did that, I noticed I felt better. And as I began to feel better, you know, I I began to look for opportunities that could increase my quality of life. You know, instead Mm -hmm. of sitting Mm -hmm. around feeling bitter, I started putting work in. I started developing strategies and things that would help me, you know, experience the the quality of life that I desired. And so um, I would find myself, you know, just strengthening my mind, strengthening my faith, strengthening myself. and making a difference for others. And I find myself I found myself beginning to heal in that process.
1: Oh my God, that's beautiful. And and how long did it take before you you walked? You are walking well, today with braces, right? So
2: so I spent and, 18, and, and, <laughs> excuse me, I spent about eighteen years not to the point where I was completely and was, independent.
1: Right. And what was your life like in that time? I mean, you're 15 years old. You're starting to date, and, I mean, everything in high school and then college. I see you went on for an MBA. Uh, you know, you've done some amazing things with your life. But sure. all through that period, I mean, what was it like for you socially?
2: Well, it was difficult. It was an adjustment that had to be made, but, you know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a physical
1: point and, and when during a low point when I was struggling with a vision loss and she said you have to see yourself as whole and others will Absolutely. see you as whole and that's when I stopped Absolutely. worrying about the white cane and you know Absolutely. it just didn't didn't matter anymore.
2: You know Absolutely. And you know that's so, not my life now. People don't people don't see the uh disability. I mean I have so much no, responsibility no. at work and you know when I get up to speak to people they want to hear what I have to say. How did you get over it? Because you know I want to get over just like you. So they don't see the disability. They see the strength no. and and that's Thanks what to we you. need to focus Absolutely. On. That's exactly.
1: right. Exactly. Now, has anyone else with your injury ever done what you've done? Walked again? I mean...
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I can go back to Dennis Berg. He had the injury. He walked again, and there's the uh, Kevin Everett for the Buffalo Bills that suffered an injury. You know, mm-hmm. he walked again. So, I mean, mm-hmm. on on that level, um, I have a best one of my best friends when I was in uh, rehab. His name was uh, Mister Rico Fulmore. He had got shot and had a spinal cord injury, and he walked again. So. Um, yeah, I've, I've experienced this on several occasions. So you're occasions. one of the well,
1: few. So, so what yeah. do the doctors say when this happened? Were they just blown away?
2: Well, the doctors are still astonished by my recovery. They tell me that I'm 1%. They tell me out of 99 people that suffered this injury, only one of them will uh, experience the uh, recovery that I've experienced. So, you know. Just they,
1: incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And so tell us what you do today now. You're working in the military?
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, contracting officer for the United States Navy. And what that, that means is, is I So
1: impressive.
2: Yeah, I purchased major weapons systems for the Navy.
1: Terrific. And you're writing these books on the side and doing motivational speaking and Yes,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So tell us about your books. The the first, the get up. I can't I <laughs> I did, I will. I love that one. <laughs> Let me tell you
2: yeah. how you did it. Huh, well I mean you want to know how I did it?
1: Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm saying, so oh, okay. so tell us, what is that your whole story, if someone yeah. goes to buy the book? Yes.
2: Yeah. So that's your whole personal from,
1: story of triumph. From
2: beginning to end. Yeah, it yeah. outlines the yeah. whole entire story, gives you all of the details about what it's like to, to experience something like that, and how to transform, how to change it, how to turn that darkness into light. Um, right. You know, and it's not, you know, people think it's just like turning on a switch. In your mind, that's what happens, but in the real world is it's a process, you know, and I walk you through that process of how you change and how you deal with those difficulties, you know, and how you develop strategies and habits and ways of thinking that will empower you to overcome instead of being defeated because really it's a mental thing. You know, we look at certain things as, you know, they're physical, I can't do it, it's too big, but I'll tell you what, if you can get it right in your mind, if you win that game in your mind... You've won it all, you know, and you the can mind do anything is absolutely everything
1: I know absolutely I know did you meditate every day?
2: I can't say that I did i just i just, yeah, I just it sounds had like a,
1: a some sort of form of meditation
2: well, I can't say that I did it every day. it was just a it was a it was a knowing and a believing that i had right. and I, I practiced every day, you know, so what did you you, know, you do? Knew, just fight
1: against those those thoughts well, when they no, come no, in you know no, they no, have no, something no. called thought stopping and
2: no. No one 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 key thing that really helped me is my mom would put scripture. So because I had a uh, spinal injury, all right and I couldn't move, you know, like the normal or, or average able-bodied person, the fluid in your lungs doesn't get to move around because I'm so still. So they had to put me on this bed. On the wall that I had to face for multiple hours a day, <laughs> and so I'm oh, laying in this and I'm facing this wall, and all I can see is things like, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, or things like, you know, I'm healed, you know, I'm whole, you know, and other other scriptures and quotes. I don't, I can't remember them all now because I have new ones that that have replaced that. But um, so I would see this every day, okay? And so what happened?
1: He was your life coach. What an incredible
2: I would, gal i would I would take those those scriptures and those quotes with me when I was in therapy or when I felt angry or I felt like defeated. I would remember that and I tell you that that really really helped me because I had something to replace that thought of defeat. I had something to really keep me grounded, change my direction from a mental standpoint, and that made all the difference. so it wasn't really meditation but it was seeing those scriptures flash of my mind, you know, yes. I would remember those things. So it was getting that in me, and that, that developed an a understanding of who I was by having those scriptures in front of me. And so now, I still practice that today. I have affirmations about myself, you know, about who I am, you know, that I, they're on my mirror in my bathroom, okay? And I yeah. believe that's what's helping me continue to be successful and continue Definitely. to move on. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Did you ever see the Saturday Night Live skit? The, I love myself, the Stuart Smalley. <laughs> I am wonderful. I heard about I am, that. <laughs> yes.
2: But, but know, it's they, true, they we they all really have to do, do that every day. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it a big makes difference. A difference. One of the things
1: that I did was that I read a ton of positive thinking books, so many over the years, that I was just filling myself constantly. You know, whether it was a, a faith in God, like Joel Osteen's book, or Wayne Dyer, some of the spiritual ones, right down to the, you know, the Norman Vincent Peels, the... Uh, all of the different positive thinking books. And it it does change your thought process, your patterns.
2: You know, one of the chapters in my book is Your Mind is Your Greatest Asset. And it really is one of my favorite chapters. And we talk about how, you know, what you think about you become or, you know, you're a a byproduct of of your mind and and what you're thinking and how critical it is for you to... yeah how critical it is to think highly of yourself. You know, sometimes we put other people above ourselves, and they're not so different from us. They just have a way of thinking that changes the results that we get. And I think it's critical that you understand the power of your mind, understand that the things that you think about yourself affect you, and they affect your life. And so, you know, if you want to change your life, you want to change your situation, you have to start within, and it starts at your mind.
1: You must have just been so elated when you started to see the physical process matching what you were thinking. I mean, I can't even imagine that. Tell tell me what that was like.
2: Well, it's it's, it's amazing. I was a little, you know, impatient at that time because I was so young as, and, and not as a mature. As I am now, so even even though I was seeing small bits of improvement, I still wanted more, I still felt defeated, I still felt like things weren't happening fast enough, so even that was a learning process for me but yeah i mean once once i I got to a point where i I truly believed that I could do this, I truly believe that I am going to walk out of this wheelchair. It was the most it was the most fulfilling type of experience that I can ever. Imagine, and now oh, my I, I experience that every day. I understand that there's nothing that I can't do, you know, and that's why I, I think that that has really contributed to, you know, all of my successes. You know, just knowing that if there's something that I want to do in life, or you if can there's do something it. that I'm not doing in life, it's starting with the way that I'm thinking. It's starting with yeah. how I think about me, and so. I don't go to my neighbor. I don't go to someone that, you know, I feel like they need to do something in order for me to do what I need to do. I know I need to go look within. I know I need to think about what I'm thinking about in order to. Well, change. sure, because
1: we're a reflection, you know. I mean, absolutely. We, yeah, I mean, our thoughts we reflected in the in the world that we live in, and you know, everyone you know, has something. The, the man in the bank could be standing next to you and suffers from abuse or. You know, right. uh, I mean, nobody knows what anyone is going through, but everyone has great challenges in life. And some much greater than others. There's no question.
2: That's that's right. Yeah. So, it, so, it's so essential assertions.
1: It's how we deal with it. So your your other book, essential assertions, is filled with with life skills, tips on you know how to live your life, right? And you want to share well, yeah, a couple of those. I mean,
2: it, it really, it really is a good segue to you know your point about we all have different challenges, and that's what essential yes. assertions is about. It's about how mm-hmm. you respond to those challenges. You know, it's about mm-hmm. you know asserting to yourself and to your life different you know affirmations or or uh, uh, assertions that will bring the results that you want in our life. You know, we let challenges control us. We let our environment dictate yes, how we, we live our life, okay? Mm-hmm. You say, well, if I only have, you know, a certain amount of money in the, in the in my bank account, then this is the only way I can live my life, and that's not true,
1: Right. okay? No. The
2: reason why you have a certain money in your bank account or the reason why your life is the way it is could be a reflection of what you think about yourself, what you think you're capable of or not capable of. Sure. You know? And essential sure. assertions really gives you, you know,
1: That you put in your tank every day, you know. And if you put in cheap gas, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. And, and it's, we're all energy. We're all connected that way. But it's it's all you know, a matter it's, it's of how like,
2: you it's think. It's like this. It's like this. The the energy works in both directions. Okay. Yes. So if you put in negative energy, you're going to get That's negative what I mean. results because by law, Definitely. all right, Definitely. you're gonna, it's going to create. So it's all about creating the life we want.
1: Attracts like. That's right. It really does. That's
2: what it's really about, and so that's. And I understand that by, you know, studying. So I had to study. I had to come to an understanding. And once I got that understanding, I have to apply that knowledge, okay? And you apply that. Once you have the understanding, you know, that through your imagination, through the way you think about yourself, that's Mm -hmm. going to control your habits. And your habits are going to control your results.
1: Definitely. Now, let me ask you, what are your physical capabilities now? I mean, do you walk with braces? And and oh. it, you no longer need the wheelchair and.
2: That is correct. I no longer use the wheelchair. All right, and so I walk with forearm crutches and driving off to every you. day. Yeah, I'm striving every day So to, you walk
1: with crutches to walk without and them. Are you able to do you know other than walking any other kinds of you know because you're a physical guy playing football at 15 and you know what are what are what are you capable of now physically in terms of you know.
2: Well, I work out. I mean, you know, I, I, you I have a full time job. Yeah, I work out, so I work out a lot, and I'm on the treadmill. I'm on my elliptical. I lift weights, and I do all Good that kind of you. stuff. For you, you're kidding a me. You fit, do all guy. that,
1: no. and then... yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. I'm up. You know, I try to get up around four thirty, five o'clock every day, and I have a gym, I and I go into my gym and. You know, I work out just like any other able-bodied person was. It's funny because my... my uh...
1: Well, that's me. I go five times a week, and I, I can't see. And somebody said to me in the gym the other day, it's so inspiring seeing you tapping around to the cane yeah. to get from one machine to the other. I said, oh, my God, yeah. I have to work out.
2: Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah. Because when I don't do it, I'm, I can tell that I haven't done it, and it's like, no, I got to put everything down because I got to get this done. You know, because it makes no, me feel so so to do it. Because
1: I didn't know your limitations or capabilities, so I think that it's just sure. <laughs> what a story. My God, this sure, is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember
2: just not very long ago, I was working out with my uh, my brother-in-law. <laughs> He because he couldn't believe that I worked out, and I said, "Yeah, come on, up us work out with me." So he came up and he worked out with me. And the next day, I was calling him. I wanted to see how he was doing. He was like, "Man, I am hurting. I'm so sore. I don't see how you do that." You know, he's an able-bodied guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had got worked over, you know. So
1: and like, you put him to shame.
2: Yeah, good, for you. Really good, good for you. Good for you.
1: That's great. I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about your speaking because we're winding down on time. So you, you get out and do you do workshops or keynote speeches? And,
2: and yeah, so it's a very exciting time now. So I put together a program that I um, I teach that online. It's a nine week course where I teach people, you know, how to get up, how to go from where they are to where they want to go. The key principles that I learned through, you know, my experiences that I think will really make a difference in their lives. So I have that going on right now. Registration is going to here in November the class is going to start at uh, end of uh, January. And yes, I go out to different So is it schools, like a excuse me, is it like a
1: life coaching course? Is it Yes, it's this, an this online is, course this, people can take. It
2: is an online course. Yes, and it's going to be me live for about an hour, hour and a half once a week for 9 weeks. And I'm just going to and be so teaching people on interact and courses.
1: then ask you their problems and And you coach them individually, or how does it work? So,
2: yeah, I've written a textbook that go with this class, and so they have a Mm -hmm. textbook, and this textbook walks you through, you know, about 13, no, it's about 16 different principles. And so each week we go through one or two principles in detail, and then I'm live and I I teach it. And then if there's some questions that people want to ask, they can open it up. And, yes, it's very interactive. And uh, we have a, a Facebook group where people can, you know, Connect with each other and, and, and share their experiences and all that stuff going on. So, absolutely. And so,
1: you know, many of our, some of our listeners are blind and vision impaired too. So, let's give them the website and Do you want to give the cost too on the the course? The It's November.
2: Yes, yeah, our registration is going to open up here in November the twentieth. And the website is www. Get up and achieve more. Dot com.
1: Fantastic. Great. Great. And are any of the books on audio by chance?
2: So I'm recording one book on audio right now. It is not finished just yet, but we're getting very okay. close. So uh, Get coming. Up will be in audio. Yeah, very soon.
1: Great. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And so, I just, you know, the last uh, question I had for you about the work that you do with people with disabilities, is that is that something separate from, you know, your work with the military? and
2: Yeah. no, That doesn't have anything to do with my work with the military. This is just part Mm -hmm. of the business that I've created, Inspirational Endeavors. And what we do, our mission is to provide, you know, suggestions, behaviors, publications, uh, you know, speaking engagements. Well, we can. We'll help them in any way that we can. I mean, I have people that can help you if you're you're you want to learn how to be a speaker, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to learn how to you know get your resume written, if you got issues with your credit or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. there's people that we can put you in contact with. But I don't I don't do all of that stuff. I can do some of that. But the ideal is.
1: You've heard this a million times, but you are incredibly inspiring, and I just love hearing your story. And I, I hope Thank those you. of you who are listening would please you know, would give you another go-around with the books. Rodney, why don't you tell them where they can uh, find your books?
2: Sure. Well, first of all, you can find it right off my website, uh, www.rodneyflowers.com. All right. Both my books are on Amazon. So if you go on Amazon.com and just search Rodney Flowers. You can find both the books there if you would like to uh, purchase it there. However, if you purchase it from www.ridneyflowers.com, you will be able to get your own personalized signed copy of the book uh, with free shipping. Okay, and so uh, we're available.
1: Thank you so much for this incredible time today and sharing your, your wisdom and your tips on life skills on how to overcome any challenge. Your story is just truly amazing. So I hope for those of you out there will also remember that no mountain is too big to climb. And check out Rodney's website. And thank you so much for being with us today. And I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to Second Vision. I'm Kristen McDonald.